Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have him back, Ian Patterson, CEO, Pluralock Security, trades in Canada under PLUR. For friends in the U.S. under PLCKF. For those who are new to the story, as you can kind of surmise from the name of the company, here's what you need to know. The global cybersecurity market is forecast to grow about $345 billion by 2026. That's for obvious reasons. We're all online and so are the bad guys. Until now, most people think of naturally firewalls, passwords, biometrics like fingerprints, facial scans, and two-factor authentication when it comes to cybersecurity because those are the dominant solutions right now. But you know what? The bad guys are still winning the war. When you consider that cybercrime is expected to cost $6 trillion in 2021, and by 2025, expected to climb to $10.5 trillion. Pluralock brings an entirely different and exciting approach to cybersecurity. They've won awards. They've generated fantastic revenue. We'll talk about that in a second. By authenticating a person's identity using behavioral biometrics. So behavioral biometric data is the way you move your keyboard and your mouse that creates an identity signature that's completely unique to you like a digital key so it's one thing for someone to pick up whether someone's uh gotten in breach your breach your platform by uh by uh having passwords and usernames and, and things like that but Pluralock picks up whether the person who's on the keyboard for example is you because it knows your identity through how you move your keyboard, how, how you type in your keyboard, how you move your mouse. It's fascinating and more than just lip service. Q3 revenues, $15.2 million. Revenues for the first nine months came in at 20, let's call it $24 million. And clients include orders came in from the US DOD, the US Air Force, the Navy, Department of Navy, more and more and so on. And today's news, Pluralock announces acquisition of Integra networks ian welcome back my friend george always great to be here yeah well we love having you on because it's just your, your technology is absolutely fascinating uh but let's talk about this acquisition first um why make this acquisition of integral what do they do well george it's good to just restate our, our corporate strategy uh is that we have some very interesting technology and that's housed in our technology division and what we have said is that we believe that the path to building a big company is to grow both organically as well as inorganically. So last year, uh, we made a, an acquisition of a company called Aurora. They're based in, in California, um, and they were a, a profitable cyber company with great customers. Uh, last year, we saw the results of some of those customer wins, including US DOD, US Air Force, yep. uh, Special Operations Command, et cetera. And one of the questions we kept getting asked was, hey, you guys are a Canadian company, how much work do you do in Canada? And the answer was, frankly, we don't do that much. Um, and so the acquisition of Integra is, is hoping to change that. Uh, and so Integra is a company based in Ottawa. Um, and they just, uh, they're another example of a, of a profitable cybersecurity company with great customers. So historically, Integra has sold to customers like Canadian law enforcement with the RCMP, Canadian defense, uh, as well as Shared Services Canada. So a lot of, of Canadian federal clients. Um, and they're just a, they're a great team with great access to customers. And we felt that it was 
really a good fit uh, to add them to our solutions division um, and, and grow as part of the, the broader Pluralock family. Because it's, it's not just a case of an accretive acquisition, right? It's also a case of they got a fantastic client list, like some, just some you just mentioned, which means a bigger pipe for you to now introduce Pluralock's behavioral uh, security solutions, correct? So you're absolutely correct. So the, the vision here is that we have two divisions. They are uh, designed to grow independently of one another. But really, where this becomes really interesting is, is the ability to cross-sell the, the products that we, we build and sell in the technology division, and then make those available to our solution division companies uh, like Aurora, now like, like Integra, to be able to offer those products to their end customers. I think one of the things you have to keep in mind is that uh, a solutions provider like an Aurora or like an Integra, they typically don't have their owned and developed products. It's just not a, a skill set that they typically have. They don't have data scientists. They don't have developers like we do um, to be able to build really innovative, high gross margin products. Um, and we do that uh, in our technology division. And so it's, it becomes very attractive for a, a group like Integra to look at Pluralock and say, hey, those are really differentiated products. We can get access to those. Really, nobody else is selling them. Um, and that becomes a, a really a win-win uh, transaction between the two of us. And you guys are still really early in your growth. Uh, and this is brand new technology that isn't widely known or not, wi not widely accepted yet. And you guys are obviously looking to change that. What kind of feedback have you guys heard since the last time we spoke? Because I'm sure you've, you've been doing demos, proposals, all those kind of great things. What can I? Because I'm blown away by the technology. I love the fact that uh, on my laptop right now I can have security that I've got my password and all that. But if someone gets through, I can also have Pluralock on there that in five seconds will identify. Hey, that's not George typing. That's somebody else. Hey, that's not George moving. So I'm blown away. But I'm not a cybersecurity, you know, the kind of enterprise client you guys are going after. What kind of feedback are you guys hearing about how how great your technology is? Well, I think you hit upon something uh, that that is not as as well understood, but it's the fact that most cybersecurity companies stay private until they're very, very large. Uh, and so, you know, the the traditional path to growing a cybersecurity company is is one of venture capital. You typically go out, you raise a, a couple of rounds of, of venture capital, and then the only time that the public markets gets access to uh, to invest in those types of opportunities is when they're they're much much larger. And so right. this is actually one of the things if you're if you're looking for a comparable to Pluralock out there, um, there's there's a lot of large cap uh, cybersecurity companies in the United States. Um, there's not as many small cap, and so Pluralock is is one of the few. Um, opportunities in cybersecurity that is, to your point, an earlier stage uh, opportunity. And, and we find that we get a lot of feedback um, at the company level that that's really attractive that, that other people don't have, um, don't have access to. Now, specifically on the technology, um, I mean, listen, we've just been really heads down focusing on, on executing on not only the things that our customers like, but also the things that our customers uh, are, are saying, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Uh, and so notably, we, we just shipped a, a fairly major uh, product update for our Pluralock Defend product. And the majority of all the, the features and functionality that we added uh, in, into that product update came directly from uh, both existing as well as prospective customers. Um, and so a lot of those were around enterprise integrations, making it easier sure. to, to work with users in bulk, you know, those, those types of things. But they're important, um, they're important items as we, as we mature the product 
uh, and, and continue to um, get it in the hands of, of users. But in the meantime, I mean, uh, uh, if you're getting feedback, that means people like it. They're saying, hey, Pluralock, you know, not just Ian, but whoever your sales team in, we like this. Can you ask, can you also add in these kind of features? So Correct. can you see Pluralock becoming a real, um, would, do you think Pluralock will become a replacement to a lot of cybersecurity solutions or a really great complementary part of the overall cyber cybersecurity solutions for most companies? So great question. Cybersecurity, the way that the industry is set up right now, it very much is a team sport. And uh, one of the key drivers in cybersecurity from our perspective is this move to a zero trust way of thinking. And so zero trust, really, when you break it down, it's it's you should never assume that the user is the right authorized user. You should always verify that they are, in fact, the right authorized user. And you should do that when they first log in. You should also do that uh, as they're as they're going about their day, and so a technology like Pluralock really fits uh, fits into that that new paradigm of zero trust thinking. Uh, by the way, it's not just us talking about zero trust. The White House uh, has has put forth a, a number of publications, both an executive order as well as a, a follow up memo, uh, fleshing out this this move to zero trust. And so you talked about firewalls earlier. It's not that firewalls are being replaced. It's that you need firewalls plus a number of other solutions. So cybersecurity, ultimately, it's a team sport. You need a defense in depth. So if they somehow get through the firewall or get around the firewall, or uh, you know they get through the, the email filtering, through the spam filtering, et cetera, if they do somehow end up on the, on the endpoint, on the actual device, then you have a technology like Pluralox that can ultimately detect and say, George is not George, and you really need to do something about that. Yeah, and um, not that you're going to give it away at all, but uh, but I can see how people can hack through firewalls and all those things. We can see that. But what's great about your technology is uh, if I've got installed my laptop, it takes a couple of weeks for you guys to really, really learn my behaviors, really learn. And then after that, within five seconds, you'll know if that's George actually on his laptop, right? I mean, so it's that continuous it's that continuous monitoring uh, that I would I would think is pretty difficult for. How, I mean, how's a I, how do I ask this sensibly? But how's a hacker get around that? You know, like I know they get my username and password. There's phishing. There's this. There's all these things. But man, how do you mimic George? You just can't, right? You can't mimic the, a lot a lot of your users. Well, I think you're hitting on on the the power of of artificial intelligence and machine learning. I mean, fun, functionally, the ability to profile George. Uh, build build what uh, a set of characteristics that a machine can then compare against and say is George still acting like George? It's a very difficult data science problem to to achieve. Now, thankfully, we have a, a, an extremely well credentialed team, uh, some of the foremost experts in the world. Um, it's backed up by academic journals and citations and and multiple patents. Um, but it's a difficult problem. However, we're we're fundamentally only solving the identity. Uh, question, right? We're we're not protecting against malware. We're not protecting against right. um, you know some other types of threats. So your question is not uh, your your question could be maybe reframed as um, if we can't necessarily get George's laptop because it's protected by Pluralock, are there other threats that exist? And the answer, unfortunately, is yes. There are a lot of other threats that exist. And so we again go back to uh, cybersecurity. Ultimately, is a team sport. You need that defense in depth where you have the firewall, the antivirus, and hopefully the Pluralock as well to be able to ultimately reduce risk uh, and try and, and prevent threats from, from doing damage. 
Yeah, and thanks for kind of wordsmithing that because it was difficult for me to ask that question because I'm, I don't want to ask a security question either, right? So uh, I think we came as close to the sun there as we could. Hey, let me ask you a question. Obviously, with what's happening in, in Ukraine right now, we've heard multiple times that cyber attacks are, are and will continue to be a, uh, a big part of, what, of, of what's going on over there, right? It's not just military, but cyber attacks are what's planned. They're taking place. It's unfortunate it's happening, right? Nobody wants to be able to benefit from unfortunate things going on. But on the flip side, that's what cybersecurity is for because these things happen. What does that do for, for Pluralock? Because you guys do have a lot of government, you know, a lot of, a lot of your contracts are government contracts. Even now with Integra, you know, RCMP, uh, they've got the DOD in, in Canada. Does that end up driving uh, or do you, do you think it'll end up driving more business or proposals and interest in, in your company going forward? Well, I, I mean, unfortunately, I think it will. And I say unfortunately, because obviously none of us want what's happening right now to, to be happening. But I think it is, to a certain extent, a, a, a bit of a wake-up call to say, look, these, these are some of the threats that, uh, that the industry has been talking about. And now the, the everyday consumer is, is realizing, hey, this is, this is what happens um, you know, when it comes to cybersecurity. I mean, I will say over the last couple of weeks, we've seen just a tremendous amount of cyber attacks taking place in, in Europe, uh, in, in, in Eastern Europe. And um, you know, that's been everything from denial of service attacks. We've seen internet um, outages. Uh, we've seen uh, attacks going after some of the satellite communication gear. Um, and so there's just there's a lot of activity right now. Now, I think, thankfully, uh, uh, from from our perspective, a little bit is is still uh, it's a little bit still contained in the sense that, um, you know, we're not we're not seeing mass um, mass attacks on institutions in North America yet uh, or certainly, you know, not not any more than the norm. Uh, obviously, last year with the colonial pipeline attack and, and so on, there were um criminal groups who are, who are out conducting mischief. Um, but that could certainly change. And if, if there is an escalation, um, then, then there could certainly be uh, ramifications when it comes to cyber defense. Now, what does that do for the cybersecurity industry? Well, it just means that there's more awareness on it. And so, um, you know, certainly I, I think a lot of businesses in addition to government agencies and, and enterprises are really taking stock. What are the projects that we have underway? Can we accelerate those? Uh, you know, what were the things that we said we would do on a rainy day? Should we be doing those now? You know, a lot of those conversations are are happening uh, right now, today, as as we're in the thick of it. By the way, I'm not sure if you know this or not, and I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't, only because things are moving so fast, and you you know we don't always watch the news all the time. But Russia actually announced their uh, their their list, their blacklist today. Uh, which included the UK, the United States, Canada was on there, right? So you've, I've got to think when I saw that list, I, I don't think Russia's about to come over the North Pole and attack Canada, you know, militarily. But as soon as I saw that, I said, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they started launching cyber attacks against the US and against Canada. Um, so I, I just figured maybe that would be uh, something, I'm not sure if you knew that or if you didn't, yeah, there's no way you can give me an answer to that, but I figured it'd be worth bringing up. Well, I'd say it's a it's a very fluid situation, and obviously, I think uh, folks like yourself and myself, we have a we have a certain point of view of of you know from where we sit and and the things that we have access to, we can we can infer certain things. 
Um, but but listen, it's it's a very fluid situation. And uh, I I will say this, I don't think that the threat of cyber attacks is going to go away anytime soon. So regardless of which direction it goes, I, you know, I, I don't think that, that things are going to decrease um, in, in intensity, yeah. uh, you know, for the, for the next little bit. No, no. And, uh, and uh, that's why I love the fact that Pluralock gives small cap investors an opportunity to participate in the cybersecurity uh, growth unfortunately, but the growth, because most 99% of cybersecurity companies are mature, NASDAQ, like I said, multi-round VC, go out multi-billion dollar valuations, and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of too late by then uh, for, for small cap investors. So on that note, last question, what's the continued M&A strategy for Pluralock going forward? Because uh, obviously acquisitions, you made a, a key one last year, you got Integra now, should we expect more, more of that going forward? Yeah, absolutely. So we said uh, at the beginning of this year, we, we said that there were three key initiatives that we are going to focus on uh, internally. And so the first one is to continue focusing on organic sales, uh, both for the solutions division, uh, as well as for the technology division. Uh, the second is uh, continued investment in our owned proprietary products as part of the, the technology division. And then the third key initiative is to continue our M&A strategy. And so we are uh, we are actively looking for uh, and and evaluating other profitable cybersecurity companies with great customers. Um, you know, I think that we've we've now uh, started to build a bit of a track record uh, in in being able to actually do the things that we said we were going to do. Um, and uh, and so I think that we're going to have a a very active year uh, this year coming up. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I actually said that was going to be my last question, but it just your answer made me think of one more thing, which is. This is your first. This is your first acquisition in Canada, which I'm certain uh, has lit up the attention of other cybersecurity companies in Canada. So, what do you think this acquisition does in terms of? Here's GeorgeCom Cyber. I've been thinking of an exit strategy, and I see that Pluralock has just acquired Integra. Uh, is it safe? Is it safe to, for me to make the assumption that the GeorgeCom Cybers and the ABC Cybersecurities of the world are probably going to be giving you guys a call or? Or sending out feelers. Well, I, well, I think anytime you're actually able to to accomplish a transaction, you get put on some radars, right? And certainly, when you have a, starting to build a track record of, uh, you know, two closed acquisitions, we also had our our uh, announced acquisition of Cloud Codes, which we announced at the end of last year, which we're we're um, still in the process of closing. So, you know, I think when you start to build that reputation and and build that notoriety. Yeah, of course, the you the, the phone starts to ring, uh, and so we're 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 very fortunate that Plurlock is is in a good position right now. Uh, as I say, we're actively looking to have those conversations, and and ultimately, uh, you know, with the goal of of keeping our customers safe. I mean, that that fundamentally is why we're doing all these things. No doubt, no doubt. That's the core. Obviously, that's the number one reason you do these things. But as a public company, I'm I'm sure. You're more than anybody very well versed in the fact that you got shareholders, you want to build value for them. And I like the fact that you've just you you've got another acquisition that's in process and and more to come because I think this is gonna be look, like we said, cybercrime, six trillion cost six trillion dollars in 2021, expect to be 10.5 trillion in 2025 in, in costs in what it's gonna cost. It's so just staggering. I mean, the numbers are staggering. Staggering. It's yeah. absolutely enormous. It's absolutely enormous. Yeah. So uh, I'm grateful that for the fact that the small cap world, because Agoracom is kind of that proxy, right? I'm grateful that for the fact that we do have a couple like Pluralock so that small cap investors 
can get in on the ground floor in the cybersecurity world. And can have you can't wait to have you back, my friend. George, thank you. It's always a pleasure. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform to Ian Patterson, CEO of Pluralock Security, trades in Canada under PLUR for our friends in the US, PLCKF. For those new to the story, but you love the headline, you love what you've heard today or and or what you've watched today, two ways to do your due diligence. Get to the company's profile page on Agoracom. Look, we know cybersecurity is cutting edge and there's a lot of info in there. We've got it down into real understandable summary. So you get that good thousand foot overview of Pluralock. And then from there, when you got that foundation, head right over to the Pluralock website, do your deep dive due diligence. If you believe in the future of cybersecurity, if you like the growth you've seen out of the company already, do your due diligence. Just don't say 12 months from now, we didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.